Disclaimer. This podcast contains adult themes, adult dialogue, and spoilers. Our opinions are just that. Opinions. We are not bashing any of the creators we discuss, and we are not bashing you if you perceive things differently than us. Listener and viewer discretion is advised. In a world where darkness has consumed whole communities, join our heroine Alina as she fights to protect the country of Rafka with the light she never knew she had. Hello everyone, welcome to Story and Things, a storytelling podcast. I am your host, Chelly. And I'm your host, Yahida. And this week we are going to be talking about a book it's in a trilogy, right? Yeah, it's a trilogy. So the first book of a trilogy, it's called Shadow and Bone. It's by yes. Lee Bardugo. So Lee Bardugo is actually a number one New York Times bestseller right now. And she created the Grishaverse, which this is one of the books of the Grishaverse. We also have the Six of Crows duology and the Language of Thorns and King of Scars. And there's so many more to come. She was born in Jerusalem. She grew up in Southern California and graduated from Yale University, and right now she's living in Los Angeles. She's living it up. Yeah. Well, living it up respectfully and six feet apart, <laughs> but still living it up. I hope she is. Isn't it crazy how many people, I know we always bring it up anytime we talk about this type of stuff, mm. everyone's a New York bestseller. <laughs> it really feels like it is, right? I wonder what the criteria is. Uh, have a Netflix series. (laughs) I'm glad that they did that, though, because the Netflix series, and we'll talk about it, too, just added to this book. Oh, my God. A lot. So much. But we are going to be talking about the first in the trilogy, which is Shadow and Bone. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be a little weird because I read the book, but you read the book and watched the series. Yeah, so it definitely tied up loose ends for me. There was a lot of questions that I had when I only read the book. So I don't know how you're not confused, but I was very confused. I think I have a total of two brain cells. Okay, me too. (laughs) Okay, well, one of them is working real hard. I haven't read a book so detailed in a certain universe since Harry Potter. That was back in high school, and I'm old. Uh, when was yours? I don't remember. I remember... Oh, halfway to the Grave, I think, was the last one. Halfway to the Grave. I haven't heard of that one. That's really good. I like it. I remember Harry Potter, and oh, I, I'm gonna, like... You're gonna see how bad my taste was. It wasn't bad. I just kind of read what everyone else read. So, like, mm-hmm. you remember Cirque de Freak? Oh, my God! I was obsessed with I those books. Too. Did you like the ending? No. Me neither. <laughs> Cirque the Freak and then, like, Hunger Games, which I bring up when we're going to talk. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just all of that. But we are going to kind of explain things a bit before we really get into the story, mm-hmm. just to front load and to not confuse. So let's go ahead and talk about the social system okay. in this society. So they live in Rafka. That's their country. Mm-hmm. But there is a certain type of people called the Grisha. Mm-hmm. And they are magical people. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Basically. They're like witches, but not witches. Because they play on elements that are actually around them. So they don't, don't just conjure things out of nothing. Yeah, so like if you are an Inferni, which is the, the fire one, mm-hmm. you have to yeah. basically... You said in the show they do a spark, right? Yeah, she had she did like a little spark before she could do like a whole flame, which I thought was kind of funny. That is kind of funny because it's like turning on a match and you're like, okay, did you see that? That's freaking me. <laughs> in the story, it says that it's um, there's combustible particles in the air, mm-hmm. so you're using what's around you. You're not creating. But there are uh, three types of Grisha, so it's kind of like a social ladder. Mm-hmm. On the very very top, we have our corporalki. Corporalki. 
Corporal Kai. Cor- Corporal Kai. Oh, mm-hmm. We're going to butcher a lot of these words. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. So we're trying. <laughs> yes, but it's the order of the living and the dead. So it's the healers. It's the heart, heart renders. renders. Um, the people who can actually manipulate like, you know, if you're hurt or... Mm-hmm. What's so, the other one? If you're hurt or if you're dead, don't... I don't know if they actually bring anybody back, but I know that they can manipulate your heart. Then we have our Etheralkai. And this is the Order of Summoners. So these are where our Squalors, Inferni, and Tide Makers are. Mm-hmm. So Squalors are the air... I want to call them avatars. Avatars. <laughs> Inferni and... Fire. The fire. And then the Tide Maker, I'm assuming, is water. water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which we didn't see any Tide Makers, did Mm-mm. we? They brought it up. One of the characters was a Tide Maker. We'll see her later. Yeah. <laughs> but, and then we have our Material Kai, mm-hmm. which is the Order of Fabricators, um, Duris and Alchemy, mm-hmm. or Alchemy, I think it's pronounced. People who create. So there are, mm-hmm. there's like different types of creations that are going to be in this story. But just to let you know, I skipped this page when I read it. <laughs> I, I literally <laughs> saw fancy font and I'm like, my brain can't handle that. I can't read cursive. I can't read it's cursive. Not even cursive. I, can only read, I can't even read my own writing. So what <laughs> makes them think I can read that? Did you look at the map? <laughs> what? Oh, no, I didn't. I didn't either. I did, and you opened it up in front of me and I was like, oh. The book, the map. Yeah. Whoa! <laughs> now it makes you sense. You literally looked at it and you were like, oh my god, wait. Now Every, it makes sense. Everything clicks. The world is big. Yeah. This world is real big. So let's go ahead and talk about our characters and let's talk about our girl. Ugh. Let's talk about Alina. So Alina is a young girl living in a lonely world. <laughs> Don't laugh. She really is though. She's an orphan. And mm. I'm assuming she's around 19 years old. At the time that she's, you know, older. Because it does start off with her being in the orphanage. When and, she was younger. Yeah. She was about eight years old when she meets Mal, which is the, another important character. And in present time, she's a map maker. And she's part of the first army along with Mal. But in in past time, she's ugly, apparently. <laughs> well, she's still described as being bland. Oh my gosh, it's so mean. The book literally starts with the person who's in charge of the orphanage, like, you know, just doing their things and looking at her. You're fucking ugly. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my god, yeah. And then Mal was like, you're not that bad. She's basically described as plain. She's sickly looking, box-like. Some other characters <laughs> call her sticks because she's literally stick-shaped. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh. People she, are me. Yeah, she was freaking roasted by that freaking <laughs> orphanage owner. She did say that the Mousy orphanage... hair ass. Yeah, she went off on her. <laughs> she did say that the orphans were really freaking mean. So. They were, but you know what? She wasn't alone because she had her best friend, Mal. She had Mal. Oh my gosh. He is so sweet. Mm-hmm. But he's also a mujeriego, which is womanizer, womanizer, if you don't know Spanish. He is a, described as the complete opposite. Yeah, he's very attractive. Handsome. Handsome. Just, he, he was shy when he was younger, but he's more... He's seen as brave now that he's older. He's a really good tracker. That boy can track anything. Yeah, because they, they both have their jobs. So his is literally just finding things. <laughs> yeah. Which is kind of funny because... <laughs> I mean, they never really go in depth like with the you know, the jobs, uh-huh. because literally Alina's a map maker, but the only time she ever uses it, it's like her sitting, and she's like, and I drew a mountain. And, I'm like, <laughs> and that's it. Done. Is that what it takes? <laughs> and freaking Mal is like, left. It's left. <laughs> Wherever, whatever we're looking for, it's at the left. Even though he's, you know, a lot more popular than Alina is, mm-hmm. he still is really fond of her. Yeah. So, but it's like not attracted to her. It's just... 
loves her in like yeah because they have bond sense familial sense i guess yeah they're all they had for so long and when they didn't have anybody they didn't have a family they only had each other our other character his he's the darkling the darkling which they don't say his name in this book okay so if you watch the netflix show we're not supposed to know his name yet i wrote that he is tall and handsome Mm -hmm. that he is 120 years young you know just (laughs) Trying to keep it young. It sounds like you're making him a Tinder profile. He states that his goal is to undo something that is great, great, great peepaw fucked up. <laughs> you know, when your peepaw fucks something up, you gotta fix it. You know, you gotta be the one to fix it. And I wrote that he's a strong as fuck dude, and he even has his own fit color. He has his own color. No one else can have this color. No. Black. Mm-hmm. That's his color. That's I mean, him. Darkling? Darkling. Dark. Black. <laughs> and he's like, it's in the name! <laughs> But he's a very common, collected guy, and everyone in, in this freaking story is attracted to him. And he is the strongest Grisha, therefore he is their leader, and he works alongside the king to maintain order. Yeah, and remember, Grisha is just the magicians. The magicians, yeah. <laughs> yes, he is the strongest. But okay, we broke down the plot. So, <laughs> we're we gonna try our best. I have my book with me, mm-hmm. just to pull up my favorite parts. Okay. But do you want to talk about the beginning? Yes. I, well, we already kind of did. So Alina and Mal were orphans, and they were all they've ever really had ever since they were kids. At the age of eight, at the orphanage, they were tested by Grisha. You're supposed to get tested a lot younger, but since they were orphans, they got tested late. Yeah, because no one really cared. Yeah. They just kind of, I guess they just sort of assumed, oh, they're orphans, so. Yeah, and they're also, they were poor. Yeah. So it didn't really, to them, it didn't really matter. Mm-hmm. But this is something that everyone in this um, country does, that you have to get tested if you are Grisha. Mm-hmm. Which we don't know what comes of that just yet. So in present time now, they're teenagers and they're a part of the first army, which is just like the regular people army. Because the Grisha is a part of the second army. So they're just regular people army. Mm-hmm. Can't magic, Can't but magic. they got daggers. <laughs> So I guess they, it's okay. They got rifles, too. I don't really understand. I guess that's kind of like the foot soldiers. Like, because you know how in history, mm-hmm. there was always, like, the first defense, which yeah. is, like, the people who don't have the greatest things, which is what Mal and Alina are. Mm-hmm. And then the Grisha are the ones who are most protected, which is kind of dumb, because, like... It should be backwards. Yeah, the other way around. The story starts with them basically going to this place called the Shadow Fold, mm-hmm. which is just literally what it is, what it sounds like. It's just shadow, like darkness that's stretched over the country. Mm-hmm. It's like right in the middle of the country, too. Yeah, so it splits it in half. Yeah, and people can't go above or below because there's different kingdoms or civilizations that are against them, so you have to go through it in order to reach the true sea, So, which is the actual ocean. Because they called the Shadowfold the Unsea. They're going on this journey through the Shadowfold. And in the Shadowfold, there's creatures which are known as the Volca. Yes. And you, you, what did you say you thought they looked like? I thought they were just birds. Oh. Like big-ass birds. Big-ass birds. I, I mean, they're not big-ass birds. I'm sorry to say. They're not big-ass birds. They're little... They looked cooler in my head as big-ass birds. <laughs> they're like humanoid looking. Mm. Like it's just a little bit unsettling. They do fly though, right? They fly, yeah. Biggest birds. Oh, they're also but... <laughs> they're also blind, so they're attracted to any light. So anytime someone goes through them, 
also I think sound as well. So mm-hmm. light and sound. So if they hear you or see a fire, they will attack you. Yeah, and they are vicious, so they will rip you apart. Yeah, they're not very yeah. nice. That being said, <laughs> they have to cross through the shadow fold. Through a sand skiff. It's already known that there's always casualties mm-hmm. when people go through. But they're traveling with Grisha, so hopefully it's not as bad because the Grisha are there too. The reason why the Grisha are there also is because the the wind, the squalers? Squalers? Yeah, the squalers. They're the ones that are moving the sails, and then the Inferni is there to fight off the Volca yeah. just in case. But then their fire attracts even more. Yeah, I don't think they thought it through that much. They should have brought Tide Makers. <laughs> Honestly, they should We could have done it better. They even had, okay, spoiler alert, they even had the Darkling there. Wasn't he there in, like, a freaking cart? You can hear people screaming, and he's just like, oh my gosh. Turn up the radio, (laughs) Ivan. (laughs) But they go through the shadow fold, Mm -hmm. and Alina is just like... I hope nothing happens. Everything's gonna be okay. You know, I'm with I'm with my coworker Alexi. <laughs> Things co-worker. are gonna be fine. It's basically a coworker, yeah. co map maker. Mm-hmm. You know, b- both of them were drawing like freaking mountains before this, so it's like yeah, our mountains had... look fucking sick. <laughs> they had a bonding moment drawing those mountains, and then he even roasted her. He was like, "Uh, mm, that no. ain't a mountain. That's not good. That ain't a mountain. That's just the letter N." <laughs> so they, um, while they're crossing, the Volcra do attack. Mm-hmm. And take Alexi, unfortunately, which I wrote that they took Alexi in point two seconds flat. That was my favorite character. Really, <laughs> I liked Alexi for You're the two seconds sad. that they were alive. You're gonna be sad at the show. Really? <laughs> oh gosh, I love Alexi. Yeah, but so did I. I. I really liked him too. During that whole situation, it looks like everyone's dying. So Alina is standing there, and a Volcra is flying towards her, and. It grabs Mal first, so it... But Mal tries protecting her. That's why it grabs Mal. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it shot at it, right? Because it was Alina seeing it come towards her and Mal getting in the way. Mm-hmm. And I think um, it dug its talons, like the... Like, yeah. Ding, ding. Yeah, into <laughs> Mal. So uh-huh. it's like dug in his shoulders. Yeah. And then it starts coming for Alina. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Remember that they're like they're like best friends. They are like childhood besties. So when they feel like they're not gonna make it, Mal just whispers, uh, meet you at the meadow. Which at first you were like, What? What the fuck is the meadow? <laughs> where the fuck is the meadow? He's like, Tell me. No, yeah. but it was where they hung out. Dude, this part orphanage. made me cry. This part just so made me sad. like Oh, that's okay. Yeah, sure, I'll meet you there. Kinda weird, but okay. Kinda weird, but okay. But then I mean, the unexpected happens. She like wakes up like all of a sudden it's another scene and she's in a medical tent she did see a light though she okay saw, but i see lights too she saw I, a blinding light and then everything just turned off for her yeah and then she woke up in a medical tent she has no idea what's going on and everyone's treating her differently mm-hmm. and then they take her mm-hmm. to another room and it's where the darkling is yes and everybody else is there too because he's asking everybody questions like what happened what was that light tell me your experience. He's trying to get everybody's experience firsthand. Yes, and Mal is also there, and he also has no idea what went on. But from what we heard, when the Volcro was attacking, a light came from Alina. Yeah. And killed I think it said 50 of them? Yeah, I just like exterminated them, just like Psh! Yeah, she just... I don't know if you've heard. I don't know if you've heard. Oh, well I mean, yes, <laughs> but I don't know if you've heard that term, like shine bright like a diamond. <laughs> Because she fucking did. She took that literal. She, I know, she literally... <laughs> She's like, Rihanna, say it again. 
And she did. She, she did. really did shine bright like a diamond. They were freaking out because that's the sign of being Grisha. But she was tested as a kid and yeah. she came out and she failed yeah she came out non-grisha so mm-hmm. then the darkling is trying to say i wouldn't know if there's a sun summoner around me and she's like i don't even know what the heck that is i'm a map maker mm-hmm. and not even a good one look at my hills <laughs> look, at, <laughs> look, at, look at the material <laughs> he's like bitch that's the letter n that ain't a hill so then what he does because he's a grisha too remember he's the most the strongest Grisha. Mm-hmm. So he grabs her and he cuts her. Mm-hmm. Just like a little... A little, a little, a little nick. nick. A little nick. But he then engulfs her in darkness because he does have that power as a Grisha and as the Darkling. Mm-hmm. Obviously his power is darkness. And she freaks out. Do you see a theme here? Darkness, Darkling. <laughs> Alina, a lightning. Niles, write it down, write it down. He engulfs her in darkness to see if she can produce light. Which she does. She and does. I really... With, with his help, though. Yeah, because he kind of... What's the word? He he amplifies her power. Yes, he amplified her power so that it can come out. But then people are like, oh my god, she's a Grisha. So they just... And Mal is shocked. He's like, I would know her. I grew up with her. Yeah, she's never turned on a light ever. <laughs> she doesn't even know how to turn on a match. Okay, she ain't a Grisha. <laughs> they don't even get to talk because no. everyone freaks out and the Darkling's like, bring her with us. She's going to Little Palace with us. It's described as her leaving and her just seeing Mal's face just being, like, consumed by the crowd. Mm-hmm. That's the last time they see each other. So. That sucks. That's the beginning of our story. That's a good beginning to a story. Yeah. I was so hooked. Same. By the time I finished that, I was like, oh, fuck yeah. She's about to go get strong. The Darkling tells Alina during their trip to the little palace, they, like, make a little stop because she's. Oh, yeah. She's, you know. She can't handle that ride. <laughs> she's sick. Yeah, because, I mean, even in that freaking ride, she's like, I'm not even that special. And then they get attacked. <laughs> they get attacked. They get freaking attacked and the, people almost die. Yeah. And it's horrible. No, people do die. Oh, yeah, people do die. <laughs> and the Darkling saves her with yeah. this, like, cut. Cut. The cut. The, the cut. Where he's just like, Dah. and the guy gets, like, <laughs> Yeah, but it, it's described pretty gruesome, though. Like, like he got cut Yeah, more right. gruesome than what I just said. <laughs> Because he got cut right before her, so she was, like, bloodied. Yeah, she just saw a guy get dismembered (laughs) and mutilated. So it was horrible. So, total romance, right? Okay, wait, can I bring up one part? (laughs) So, she's, like, completely, like, shaken up. And they're like, okay, she's not going to ride in the cart anymore. She's going to go with the Darkling on his horse. And she's just sitting there, and she's like, oh my gosh, you killed a man. Like, I can't believe you did that. And he's like, well, you get used to it. You know, it's whatever. And then Typical like, Tuesday. No. Yeah, I know. And then uh, she's like, I just, I don't know if I can get used to it. So then he takes off his glove. I don't know if you remember this scene. I don't think Because so. it's described as he's riding the horse, but she's in front. So he's like, I don't know how you grab it. Like, yeah, and then he like takes off his glove, so he's just like, and then just pats her behind the neck. Like, wait, hold on. Okay. So he's like, there, there. <laughs> and knocks her out. <laughs> like, what kind of comforting is that? But she was comforted, right? Yeah, she fell asleep. What he was the, like, <laughs> what's there? He like, he like, yeah, there, there. <laughs> She woke up like a day later. She's like, what the fuck just happened? Damn. 
That was a good moment. Yeah, it was. It's funny. I don't think it was meant to be funny. <laughs> I, just, I didn't understand. After the Darkling saves her mm-hmm. and he knocks her out. So they end up stopping somewhere for the night before they get to the little palace. And this is a moment where they actually kind of had a little bit of a connection. The Darkling tells Alina that his great, great, great grandfather was the black heretic and he is the one who created the shadow fold so with his dark power he created it right which is evil (laughs) yeah which is evil but he said that his what he wants to do is take it away yeah so he tells her that her being a sun summoner gives him hope that they can eradicate it yeah and i think it's really sweet because he says i've spent my entire life searching for a way to make things right and you're the first glimmer of hope we've had in a very long time. Damn. <sighs> no, but that's sweet. <laughs> because sweet. he's known to be a very reserved character. He doesn't really talk much. Mm-mm. So for him to say that to her is just kind of like, oh, that's very reassuring that he believes that she can actually do this. Yeah, and she's obviously in denial. She's just like, I'm nobody special. I'm a math maker. I'm an orphan. Like, you think I'm going to save the world? Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah. Hell You're yeah. gonna save the world, bitch. They get to the little palace, mm-hmm. and it's so big. It's so big, but they have a, a little palace. So not the palace. Oh, I'm it's sorry. It's a yeah. little palace. So there's like a grand palace that is fucking big, and then there's a little palace that is big. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, still big. It's like three stories, right? Yeah. Three stories it's high? Still, it's still really big, but... But it's described with like, there's gold, everything is like stained glass, basically, mm-hmm. And just, you can tell where all the money's going. Alina mentions it, how there's, like, food shortage and financial issues with mm-hmm. where she's at. People used to think it was because of the shadow fold, and she's like, I don't think it's because of the no. shadow fold. And then she even makes a comment that the Grisha have this, like, special... Is it, is it also a Kepta? Like, they have something yes. special that allows them to not get as injured in fight when she knows that the first army could really use it. And then they're over here using it, and they sometimes don't even get in the fight. No. So she's just noticing, like, basically all the privilege that comes with being a Grisha. Mm-hmm. But she's taken to her quarters, which is a huge thing because she's never had a place for her own. Yeah. She's always been used to sleeping with, like, a room with a bunch of girls and it's not even a room it's just like an extra Mm -hmm. space that they had but Mm -hmm. she takes like a long ass nap and wakes up because someone's knocking at her door and it's my girl Jenya it's my girl Jenya oh she pulls up with her suitcase hey bitch I'm about to make you pretty because you fucking ugly (laughs) oh my god (laughs) pretty much she's able to use certain items to kind of enhance her beauty yeah so so she'll have like a petal and a then rose, just yeah a rose petal and then do her. blush yeah oh gosh and it's it's just like a really cool like moment mm-hmm. so he's not she's not changing alina but she's like just enhancing her beauty you know yeah, a little I bit it was really sweet yeah and jenya is actually a really sweet person she's just very confident in herself she's beautiful yeah she is she's described as flawless mm-hmm. so we have her meeting Jenya, and um, Jenya, the reason she's there is because she's preparing Alina to be introduced to the king and queen. Because mm-hmm. she's going to showcase her powers to them, even though she can't even control them at this point just yet. But the Darkling is there, so he's like, it's okay, I'll help you, mm-hmm. and we'll show them that you are the Sun Summoner. Mm-hmm. And he does exactly that. He engulfs the place in darkness, and then she breaks it apart with her light, and the king is like, oh... Fuck yeah. Sick. Oh, 
Best been- king ever. Shadowfold's about to be gone in a week. He's like, write it down, write it down. I discovered her. I know, and the queen's over here doing absolutely nothing. No. Like, vacant look in her eyes, just looking straight ahead. These freaking, the king and queen are, like, not. They're not it. They're not it. No. It's basically the Darkling doing everything. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yep, this is Alina, and she's gonna freaking save the world. And she's gonna stay in the little <laughs> palace and train. Don't worry. I have a question. Oh, what's your question? Has, has there not been a sun somewhere? No. Well, from, from what I know, because I know there's other books, mm-hmm. but she is one of the strongest. Yeah. Like, to be she... able to produce light from themselves is a big thing. Yeah, and she's, like, seen as something very rare. She's just seen almost, like, mythical, almost. Mm-hmm. So people didn't believe the Darkling when he said that he found... That's why she had to showcase her powers. Yeah, because even then, they were like, oh, we have to make sure that it doesn't seem like we were hiding you. Oh, yeah. Remember? So mm-hmm. it's like, we have to make sure they know that we found you. Yeah, so she, when they introduced her, she was wearing, like, the first army uniform. So it didn't look like she was too pretty, or she was like... Yeah. yeah. But okay, this whole time that she's at the little palace, by the way is just like work time like mm-hmm. she has no time to just mess around mm-hmm. she is she's training with um bagra, bagra mm-hmm. with, with her light powers mm-hmm. which the whole time she's not able to produce she's just kind of there and then with another with the combat people it's just her trying to work on her combat um without using any of the grisha powers mm-hmm. but she remember she's sickly and box <laughs> boxly so she can't really do much <laughs> And it's just kind of looking very not hopeful. Yeah, because it's taking her a long time mm-hmm. to actually access her power or be able to control it at all. She's so amazed with, like, all of the nice things that are offered. But she is starting to realize that being a Grisha doesn't just mean that you're up there, mm-hmm. you know? Because even in the Grisha, even though there's that social system in their community or in the country... Mm-hmm. Even in Grisha, if you are a certain type of Grisha, you're a little lower than others. Yeah. And, like, the king and queen, of course, they're, like, all the way on the top. And they're horrible people. And then there are people who work for them. And then there's... And they separate everything by color. So it's, like, if you wear blue, if you wear red, if yeah, you wear this. exactly. And only the Darkling wears black. He is also the leader of the Grisha, so... Okay. Technically, they all work for him. Mm-hmm. Every single week, she says that she writes at least one letter to Mal. Yeah. And to where he's stationed. Mm-hmm. And she just starts freaking out because she's like, Mal would have answered. And I send him one thing every single week. Mm-hmm. And it's just not going through. And he's not writing back. Yeah. So she just sort of reaches a point where she assumes that he's moved on now. Mm-hmm. That he's just forgotten her. She's like stressed out and then there'll be moments where the darklings like Alina come to my come to my office. She's like what the <laughs> fuck is going on? She's and like, she, what did I do? Yeah, what did I do? Because I can't produce sun. Like I don't know what he wants and then she'll show up and he's like how's it going? And she's like good. Okay, you may go. And it's like you um, you may retrieve now. Thank you. <laughs> Hello? Like that's not how you treat it. And he's like did you think I was going to be violent? <laughs> you think I was going to get you in trouble? And she's like kind of. Yeah. And, and he's like no. You may go. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's so cute. There's it's like cute. those little moments. But even when she's trying to produce this light, the Darkling comes and is like, okay, well, I amplified your magic with what I had, which is like a special type of bone. Mm-hmm. Um, so why don't we get you a bone so we can amplify your magic? Mm-hmm. He brings up 
What's it called? The stag? Yes. Uh, yeah, but he also is an amplifier himself because he's so powerful. If somebody were to take his bones or his teeth or whatever, they could use that to amplify their own power. I mean, it's all that chalky milk he drinks. I 100% believe this boy eating, like, Lunchables and chocolate milk in his freaking room. What? Because he doesn't eat with anyone else. He's oh, just a, true. He's just a boy. He's an emo boy. An 120-year-old boy. <laughs> <laughs> but um, he brings up, like, okay, there's this mythical animal called... Mm. Um, the Moroscovo? Yeah, stag? which is just a stag. Mm-hmm. And if we get its um, antlers... If, no, he says if you kill it... You can use the antlers and amplify your power. And it has to be her who kills it. Yeah. Because then it's being passed down to her. Because if someone else does it, it gets passed down to them. Mm -hmm. But it's not real. And even Bagra's like, that's fucking dumb. (laughs) Like, you're not going to find that anywhere. Yeah, she's trying to discourage that right away. She's like, that doesn't even exist. Are you dumb? Yeah, and then Alina starts to kind of feel bad. Because she's like, okay, well, fine. I can't fucking do this. That's what you're both saying right now. So, Mm -hmm. fuck you. And she like, I think she leaves. But the Darkling is outside. And they have a uh, conversation. And it's basically about if she's worthy enough for something like an amplifier because it's not something that every Grisha has. Mm -hmm. Amplifiers are very rare and the Darkling says that he knows that this is for her because it's meant to be. The stag was meant for you, Alina, and I can feel it. Uh He's psychic. That's so sweet. Oh my (laughs) gosh, that is so sweet. I freaking love the Darkling right now. Right now. And Mal, freaking no correspondence at all. But at least with Jenya, he... She asks, like, can you look up Mal's name and to make sure he's not in the casualties mm-hmm. or if he's okay, like, where he's stationed. So she's out, she's out doing that. Yeah. So she's making sure that Mal is at least alive. Mm-hmm. So that she's kind of like, why isn't he sending me letters then if he's alive? There comes a point where she's practicing and she just gets fed up and uh, Bagra notices mm-hmm. and is like, what's holding you back? Yeah. She starts, like, pressuring her, like, what is it? Like, what is it that's stopping you from getting to your power and it's like is it your home is it your parents and she doesn't have any she doesn't have one who is it and then she has a vivid memory of when she's eight years old and they're testing her Mm -hmm. for um the grisha test to Mm -hmm. see if they have powers and she remembers seeing mal get tested and not have grisha powers Mm -hmm. and then she remembers being held and feeling the powers come up. Yeah. But realizing that if she had powers, she would be separated from Mal. Yeah, because they would take her to the little palace, so that would leave Mal alone in the orphanage. So at eight, she just decided to... Suppress it. Push him down. And she completely forgot about that. Yeah. And at that moment when she realized that Mal is most likely just ignoring her, she was like, you know what? Fuck Mal. <laughs> Fuck I Mal. I don't need Mal. No. Also, her suppressing her powers did have an effect on her appearance. Because she yeah. said since then, since that moment, she had sunken eyes. And became a box. She's like, <laughs> yeah, she like boxed up. But then right after that moment where she was like, Fuck Mal. She produced light. She, she was produced able light. to she produce. She was like, Ugh. I know. Look at Ugh. this. She's like juggling. <laughs> And background's like, no, 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 you're not doing that. No, but check this out. It like eats it and then like, <laughs> like completely like into it. Right. But 
she, oh my gosh, she gets so much better. And it even says that, like, her appearance is a lot, you know, she not looks, saying prettier, but healthier. Yeah, she looks healthy now. She is doing great. She's, doing, She's great. doing so great. She's killing it. I did want to bring up, you know, a beautiful scene. Okay. She goes into her training with Bagra. Mm-hmm. And the Darkling's already there. And Bagra's just fucking roasting him like, stupid ass bitch, you ain't gonna find a stag. Where are you gonna find one? Stag are us? It doesn't exist. It, uh, you're dumb. Uh-huh. And he kind of gets like annoyed, which is very unlike him. Yeah. So he leaves, I think? Or he, no, oh no, he asks Bagra to leave. Mm-hmm. And it's just him and Alina by themselves. And I see DC Niles' face. <laughs> Do you trust me? Because I told you that I was going to get you a stag and it's been forever and I haven't gotten you one. Uh-huh. And she's like, of course I trust you. Like, why wouldn't I trust you? And it's like, well, it's you're not producing any, you know, evidence that I'm trustworthy. Mm-hmm. And she was like, well, me neither. <laughs> but, you know, I'm always trying to impress you. So, you know, uh-huh. I hope that you're trying to do the same. And then it's like, you're trying to impress me? What? And she's like, shut up. It's not like I'm going to take you in midnight picnics. I think it's something along those lines. Do you remember that scene? Uh, yes, I do. And he's like, what the fuck is a midnight picnic? <laughs> <laughs> he's like looking at Urban Dictionary. What the yeah, hell is that? <laughs> I know. Um, I'll come back to you. <laughs> but then I'm going to read this part. He says, Alina, if I tell you that I still believe we can find a stag, would you think I'm mad? Why would you care what I think? He looked genuinely baffled. I don't know he said, but I do. And then he kissed me. It happened so suddenly that I barely had time to react. One moment I was staring into his slate colored eyes and the next his lips were pressed to mine. I felt that familiar sense of surety melt through me as my body sang with sudden heat and my heart jumped into a skittery dance. Then just as suddenly he stepped back, he looked as surprised as I felt. I didn't mean, he said. And at that moment we heard footsteps and Ivan rounded the corner. I've been. I've been just like. I've been. I've been so fucking funny. He doesn't do anything. He doesn't do anything. He's just, just inconvenient. Like, uh, boss, I finished my Sudoku. He's just like, coming. you want to look at it? But they kiss. They kiss. It was so cute. Who the fuck is Mal? I don't want to kill anybody's mood, but I do want to say that I really liked that in that same chapter, in the very end when she's already in her room. I really liked this line, so I'm going to read it, okay? Then the memory of the Darkling's kiss blew through me and rattled my concentration, scattering my thoughts and making my heart swoop and dive like a bird borne aloft by uncertain currents. The light shattered, leaving me in darkness. I love that line. She's in his darkness. Exactly. Instead of her being in her own thing now. He freaking dips. He After did. they kiss, like he's they, like, um, gotta go. You know what? They're calling me. I have to go. Oh yeah, they're, it's like phones don't exist. And like, no, no, no. I, you don't get it. I gotta go uh, for two, three weeks maybe. But he leaves, and she yeah. doesn't tell anyone. No, she doesn't tell anybody about it because she almost feels kind of embarrassed. Like, ah, I shouldn't think too much of it. He probably kisses at all the Grisha, right? Yeah, because everyone has a crush on him, so she just assumes that he's like this with everyone. Mm-hmm. But while while he's gone, mm-hmm. um, we hear that there's going to be a winter fest that the king has set up mm-hmm. to j- kind of showcase Alina to the world. Yeah. And he's invited other leaders and kings. Are there other kings? From the country, yeah. yeah. Like other civilization people. Yeah. To see her. Mm-hmm. And she is... It's kind of weird. It's kind of just like a showcase. Like, it, it kind of feels like entertainment in a way. It, oh, it is. They're yeah. the entertainment of the night. But it's also kind of unsettling how fast this moved. Because the Darkling is gone. And he's been gone. Mm-hmm. And 
Alina finds out that he's been back for like a day or so, I want to say. And she's like, oh, he didn't come visit me, whatever. And then all of a sudden, she gets um, her kefta, which is like her clothes. Oh, yeah, because they were... It was the Winterfest, and she was waiting, and her clothes wasn't coming. Mm-hmm. And she always wears blue because that's the color of the summoners, and she's a sun summoner. Mm-hmm. And it's very big that you wear the color of what you do. Mm-hmm. And then when it's the day, and her clothes comes... They're black. They're black, which is his color. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> that's like giving your jersey Damn. to your girlfriend. <laughs> I just want to give you my shoelaces. Please wear them. That's like giving your scrunchie to your boyfriend. That's like giving the silly band. Yeah, you can have my scrunchie. We can match Okay, it's like that. That's kind of cute. It is cute. Mm -hmm. So she's like, okay, fine, I'll wear black. And she puts it on and even Jenya is like, oh my you look so stunning. And she even made it so she has like cat eye. Mm -hmm. Like her makeup is so like mysterious Uh and... Um, you know, just, like, a lot of confidence is exuding her. Yeah. And... I think because she's finally able to control her power in the way that she had been expected to, now she's finally become confident. And it's not just about her looks, even though she does look a lot healthier, but it's definitely because she's able to produce light at will. The king is like, here is the sun summoner. Mm -hmm. So, freaking, do your magic. So then the darkling shows up. And is like freaking darkness, and then she will shoot light, uh-huh. and it's just basically kind of like a show mm-hmm. of light and darkness, and everyone is super into it. Yeah, they're like, woo, we're saved. Yeah, they're like, we're saved. Yeah. finally saved. And I think they even made a comment, right? Or like he wasn't lying because they didn't believe him. Yeah, they didn't believe the darkling at first. So this is like a huge deal. I think the darkling pulls Alina, and they start walking away from the crowd. And they walk into, like, a quiet room. And it's, like, I think the queen's quarters, too. (laughs) Niles has never seen or read this, by the way. So she's... If you want to input anything, please input anything, Niles. I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) So they walk into their own, like, separate room. Yeah. And can I read it? Yeah, go for it. And a giddy laugh escaped her as they slipped into an empty room, lit only by the moonlight pouring in through the windows. As soon as the door was closed, he was kissing me. And I can think of nothing else. I'd been kissed before, drunken mistakes, awkward fumblings. This was nothing like that. It was sure and powerful, and like my whole body had just come awake. I could feel my my pounding heart, the press of silk against my skin, the strength of his arms around me, one hand buried deep in my hair and the other at my back pulling me closer. The moment his lips met mine, the connection between us opened and I felt his power flood through me. I could feel how much he wanted me, but behind that desire, I could feel something else, something that felt like anger. So she's, yeah, so it's kind of, like, getting intense. And she, like, pulls away. It's like, what the? Okay. Are you? Are you? Like, you don't want to be here, do you? You're not feeling this, are you? And then he says that he actually, in a weird way, he hates being there because he wants to be there. So he has to be in another room right now doing a meeting. But he's like, but I want to be with you. Mm -hmm. I want to be here. He continues to kiss her, still laced with anger like lingering but she didn't care i didn't care that he ignored me or that he confused me or about any of the genya vague warnings he found the stag he'd been right about me he'd been right about everything and then it gets a little like you know not safe for work okay not safe for work. <laughs> you know okay. so he's just like hella getting into this but then they hear drunk people going down the corridor and he's just kind of like Ugh. I have to go. And he nodded. And then he says, 
I won't be returning to the party, but you should, at least for a while. And then when the darkling uh, slipped through the doorway, he turned back and said, Alina, can I come to you tonight? Meaning, like, if he can go to her room. Mm-hmm. But she never answers, and then he just leaves. Because she was unsure. That's a big thing to ask. Yeah. Also, you kind of glossed over it, but he ended up finding the stag, you know, that mythical creature. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to gloss over it. It's because I was, like, trying not to make eye contact with Niles. Mm-hmm, <laughs> I get it. But he found the stag, and he's into her. He's into her. Like, he's so, like, because he's always, from what it seems, been so driven by trying to stop the shadow fold. This is, like, one of the first times he's, like... You know, there's something else diverting his attention, and he's like, "I need to be over there talking about the stag, but here I am kissing you. Mm-hmm. How dare you?" So the darkling is gone. He he's at his stag meeting. His stag his meeting. Stag meeting. Yeah, it's a Zoom meeting. <laughs> but okay. Oh my god, I he was it. social distancing before it was a thing. The darkling would get vaccinated. He would. He would. I believe in it. So Elena goes back. She mingles at the party, and then. She sees someone. She sees someone. None other than our boy, Mal. Who, remember, fuck Mal. Fuck Mal. Remember. Fuck Mal. But not really, because as soon as she sees him, she is so overjoyed. She literally is, like, about to pounce on him, and he's kind of, like, indifferent about it. He's like, like, whatever. Whatever. And she's like, I don't care that his friends are there. I was just way too happy. Mm -hmm. Whatever. Okay, then his friends end up leaving them alone, and then he's being very indifferent towards her, and he's and it says, he didn't return my smile, he didn't even meet my eyes, he just looked away and said, I should go. I stared at him and disbelieved my elation withering, so I'd been right, Mal was done with me. All the anger and embarrassment I'd felt over the last few months crashed in on me. Sorry, I said coldly, I didn't realize I was wasting your time. He says, I didn't say that. And she says, no, no, I understand. You can't be bothered to answer my letters. Why would you want to stand here talking to me while your real friends are waiting? Damn. He frowned. I didn't get any of your letters. Right. He didn't get any letters. He didn't get her letters. Oh, my God. She literally wrote to him every day. And she's been sending them, so. Every- I mean, I feel like the little the little palace can afford good post- I mean, you postal would think services. So. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's only the big palace, not the little one. I know. The little palace is like, <laughs> there's only one FedEx there. <laughs> he gave a rough bark of laughter. I don't need to imagine. I saw your little demonstration in the ballroom. Very impressive. You saw me? That's right, he said harshly. Do you know how worried I've been about you? No one knew what had happened to you, what they've done to you. There's no way to reach you. There were rumors of you being tortured. When the captain needed men to report back to the Darkling, like an idiot, I made the trek down here just on the chance that I would find you. So he wanted to come see her. Mm-hmm. He did, because no one knew what was happening, which makes yeah. sense, because she did just get taken. Yeah, and nobody would give him any information, because why would they? Yeah. He's just some... A tracker. Exactly. And then he says, are you happy here with him? I didn't have to ask who Mal meant. I opened my mouth. No answer. You're wearing his symbol, he observed, his glance flickering to the gold Perfect. charm hanging at my neckline, his symbol and his color. They're just clothes. Mal's lips twisted in a cynical smile, a smile so different from the one I knew and loved that I almost flinched. You don't really believe that. What difference does it make what I wear? The clothes, the jewels, even the way you look, he's all over you. Okay. Yeah. 
The words hit me like a slap in the dark of the hall. I felt an ugly flush creeping up on my cheeks. I snatched my hand from his, crossing my arms over my chest. It's not like that, I whispered, but didn't meet his gaze. It was as if Mal could see right through me, as if he had plucked every fevered thought I've ever, ever had of the darkling right out of my head. But on his heels of that shame came anger. So what if he did know? What right did he have to judge me? How many girls had Mal held in the dark? I saw how he looked at you, he said. She responds, I like how he looks at me. He shook his head, that bitter smile still playing on his lips. I just wanted to smack it right off his face. Just admit it, he sneered, he owns you. And then she says, he owns you too, Mel. He owns all of us. Which it started, it started like a joke. But then it was like too real. (laughs) Yeah, because she kind of said it because he is the Darkling. Mm -hmm. He's like one of the highest, up with the king and the queen. Mm -hmm. But man, he was hella mad. Which he had no right to be angry with her because they were just friends at this point. And he had never, he had not given her any crumb to be like, hey, I kind (gasps) of like you. I forgot Mal existed for two seconds. And then when he came I mean, back, I was chapters. like, I saw Niles' face. When he came back, it's kind of like, oh, crap. He's like, you're out here with him. You're happy, right? You look happy with him. I saw your face. Uh-huh. And, like, even before that, he's always been protective of her. He was jealous. He was jealous. But that doesn't take away that he had a right to be jealous. I know, but I feel bad. <laughs> he shouldn't have said, though, because I don't agree when he said, oh, he owns you, by the way. Yeah. So that's that really he's all up. over you. Oh my god. I mean, whatever. I, he was literally there just doing the dark thing like the and then it was done. <laughs> yeah, he just like did. <laughs> He was just there. Mal leaves because Alina wants to go after him. Mm-hmm. But then she's like it's not it's not worth it. Alina is sad. She's crying. She crashes into Bagra, which is the person who was teaching her how to summon light. Mm-hmm. And she says some crazy shit. She tells her that the Darkling is the Black Heretic, which is the great-great-great-grandfather. And at first it's like, how the fuck do you know that? Alina was so confused. She was like, what are you talking about? That's, that? his, that's, that's his people. <laughs> no. <laughs> I see pictures. That's the other guy. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, he's just like created different identities. He has not died. He's because he's so strong, right? So he his power has kept him alive for so long. And she tells Alina that he was the one that created the Shadow Fold. And he's only using you. I don't remember how detailed she goes, but he's only using you for your power. And he... <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> the Darkling created this power, right? And he did not anticipate the Volcra. So he can't actually go into the Shadowfold because the Volcra will, will attack him. Mm-hmm. So with Alina's power, you know, she'll kill the Volcra. And then he will be able to go in there and expand the Shadowfold wherever he wants as which far as yeah which was his plan but i didn't like the way that they did it because bagra and alina weren't really like that close you know and also to bring up when alina was like how do you know that oh yeah and yeah. the old lady was like look at my face look at this oh yeah and then bagra she is... had the power of darkness too no yeah she has the power of darkness too which means bagra is it's darkling's a... mom yeah that's how she knows that <laughs> i know and then and then it starts clicking in um, Alina's head is like, oh, she's he doing, did She's say, doing the math. Yeah, she's like, I know, it's like that meme with like all of the math equations. But it's like, he said that he needed me. Mm-hmm. He said that we were going to make a change. Mm-hmm. He's saying all of these things. 
Mm-hmm. This was a weird scene. It was so weird. Because the first time I listened to it, I was like, I don't even trust this lady. I don't even like this lady. I didn't either. And it's like, why am I supposed to trust what this person says mm-hmm. when she's never had a relationship? Yeah. And I kind of, I really wanted Alina to actually see it for herself. I wanted her to be like, wait, there's something not right here. But she didn't. She didn't. And <laughs> Alina was just like, got a blast. I know. I'm out of here. So she goes in the first cart that she sees and hides in the back and she's just gone. Like, she runs away. She's she's not going to stay there to see what's going to happen to her. While she is running away, at first things are going pretty well. She's like, I can just blend in. When she's in hiding, which is in the forest, one of the people who was looking for her was Mal. He, but he's not really talking, so he's just like, just a little one, just like a, hey, what's up? <laughs> me oh. again. I, <laughs> I didn't bring this up, but I feel like we should mention the fact that a lot of people are actually worshipping Alina because she's, yeah. she's seen as this saint and this savior, right? Because they've had to deal with the shadow fold for God knows how long. And so when they find out that the sun summoner is real and actually exists, she is being worshipped. Like, people see her as a saint and also... The reason why the Darkling was trying to protect her for that in the beginning was because other countries wanted to kill her because they didn't want to get rid of the Shadowfold because it creates this diversity between all of the civilizations. Mal finds her, mm-hmm. and I think it's really sweet because even though the, they fought, mm-hmm. um, you know, Alina is tired. She's completely soaking wet because she was in a river at one point, mm-hmm. and she curls up with a blanket around her, and... She whispers, Mal, and he says, what? Thank you for finding me. And I wasn't sure if I was dreaming, but somewhere in the dark, I thought I heard him whisper always, and I let sleep take me. <laughs> Niles, any um comments? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Niles. I feel bad. Niles, what is your thoughts on the Darkling right now? Before we get to the ending. He literally produces darkness mm-hmm. through his hands. But don't you think it was kind of too predictable? When it happens, you're like, oh, of course that would happen. It is a little predictable. Like you were saying, it is very much very predictable. And then the the trope of childhood friends to lovers. It's yeah. just following that. But so. Mal brings up that he actually took a mission. Well, he brought it up before at the party. But he took a mission to help find the stag. Yeah, so they found it because of him. Remember, he's a great tracker. He knows that the stag has something to do with Alina. Mm-hmm. So he ran away. So he is now, um, what's the word that they used? Whatever. He ran away. He's a runaway. He's a runaway. <laughs> he ran away and his his only goal was to find Alina. Mm-hmm. But now um, they realize that because the Darkling is going to be using the stag, um, if he kills the stag, he can control Alina with it. Mm-hmm. So if he somehow kills the stag and puts it on Alina, apparently now he has the power to use her power. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't really explain how at first, but it's dangerous. Mm-hmm. And Mal is like, okay, so you gotta tell me what's going on. And she's like, okay, if I told you if I told you I was gonna save the world, would you believe me? <laughs> and Mal's still low-key jealous because he's like, oh, so this isn't a lover's quarrel? Uh-huh. And it's like, shut the fuck up, Mal! <laughs> this isn't about she, he thinks that she's going to end up going back to the Darkling in the yeah. end. And she's like, no, 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 no. That's mm-hmm. not what's happening. Nope. He is literally trying to expand the Shadowfold. For this next part of the story, it's just her and Mal traveling 
to go find the stag before the darkling does. Yeah, so they travel, sleep, <sighs> travel, sleep. sleep. And sometimes they sleep, travel, <laughs> you know? It's like they just love mixing it up sometimes. So because Alina knows that the darkling is trying to use her through the stag, if the darkling gets Alina, Alina is asking Mal to kill her. And at first Mal's like, I can't do that. He agrees, but even when he says it, he's just like, mm. okay, okay. Okay. Like, he, he can't. He can't. Another moment they have is when they are talking about why Mal is even there. Like, why did he... He didn't have to come for Alina. Yeah. You know, he could have continued his life without her. Because mm-hmm. now he's seen as this runaway, which is treason. Mm-hmm. It's treason. So if they find him, they could kill him. He basically tells her, which is kind of like such a cop-out thing to say, but he's like, you saved me and I needed to save you. Like, I couldn't eat. I couldn't sleep. I needed to be there for you. They're developing a friendship again. Mm -hmm. Because at the beginning of their travels, they weren't talking much. It's funny because they're scared of being caught, but they actually just get mugged. And when they figure out they're getting mugged, they're like, oh, thank God. (laughs) like, oh, you just want my money? I know. Here you go. (laughs) I only have two cents, but okay. Oh, my God. But they they run away from it. Mm -hmm. I think a day passes from what I remember. Alina and Mal are just sitting down. So then he says, Alina, I'm sorry for everything that happened at the little palace. Oh, yes, he apologizes. That night at the palace, when I saw you on that stage with him, you looked so happy, like you belonged with him. I can't get that picture out of my head. I was happy, I admitted. In that moment, I was happy. I'm not like you, Mal. I've never really fit in the way that you did. I never really belonged anywhere. You belonged with me. He said quietly. No, Mal, not really. Not for a long time. He looked at me. Then, and his eyes were deep blue in the twilight. Did you miss me, Alina? Did you miss me when you were gone? Every day, I said honestly. I missed you every hour. And you know what the worst part was? It caught me completely by surprise. Mm -hmm. And he starts talking about that. He literally saw her get cut. Remember when Mm -hmm. the Darkling nicked her? And then all of a sudden, everyone freaked out, and she was just pulled away, and he did nothing. Yeah. And he tried talking to the superior officers, or, like, figuring out where she was. Yeah, but he's so, like, low ranks that what is he supposed to do? If he even tried to go into the little palace uninvited, they would shoot him. He says that you can't say that after all of that and all of those feelings that we don't belong together. He was very close to her now, and... Alina's heart was suddenly hammering in her chest. I'm sorry it took me so long to see you, Alina, but I see you now. He lowered his head, and I felt his lips on mine. The world seemed to go silent, and all I knew was the feel of his hand in mine as he drew me closer and the warm press of his mouth. You forgot this happened. I did. I literally... Oh, it's so good. <laughs> I forgot. No, I... I had to remember, but then I remembered because I knew that they immediately saw the stag right after. Right after that moment, I knew they saw the stag. Because the stag comes up to them. Yeah, they're like, and then, bitch. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, Alina's standing in front of it, and Mal is like, okay, you have to kill it now. She's like, Twitter, go, Alina, go, go kill, kill, kill it, kill it, kill it, kill it, Alina, go. But she looks at it, and she's like, I can't. She knows that she can't kill it. So she doesn't kill the stag. But, but guess the, who does? The stag fucking dies. The stag fucking Dies. Because of an arrow that comes. And Out the, of the sky. <laughs> and the Darkling just comes in like, Miss me, bitch! Like, he just comes in, sticky like full force. Like, he's just 
Oh my god. He's like, hold on, hold on. Who's the better kisser? Come on, rank us. I know, rank, rank, us. rank right now. He's like, that was a that was a real cute display. That you know, that was like, you know, three out of five. I thought mine was a little more romantic, but that was pretty cool. He's literally and oh, he does, he's so trashy. He does kind of like embarrass her a little bit. He says, That was a very touching scene we witnessed, he sneered. Did you tell him, Alina? Does the boy know how willing you were to give yourself to me? Did you tell him what I showed you in the dark? Damn. A wave of shame rushed through Alina, and the glowing light faltered. The darkling laughed. I glanced at Mal, and his jaw was set. He radiated the same icy anger I had seen the night of the Winterfest. Mal is angry. Yeah. He's so angry. Because the darkling killed the stag, he technically now has the power... Of the stag. Of the stag. Mm-hmm. If he takes the antlers and, you know, puts them on Alina, now he can... Yeah, so he puts them on Alina. Yeah. Which, can you find that part? Can you just tell me how it was described when he put it on her? He's just saying, like, take the antlers, put them on Alina. And I think she tries talking someone out of it. It's David who's putting it on, which is another person, who's trying to put it on Alina. And she's like, please don't do this, please don't do this. But he's so like, we have to do this for the greater good. Mm-hmm. And they put it on her, and Mal is completely devastated on the floor. So they don't describe at all what it looks like. When they put it on her? Yeah. The reason why I bring it up was because when I read this part, I didn't really think much of it. I mean, I just thought, okay, a necklace, cool. But the way that they did it in the Netflix show was so disgusting. They looked like it was stabbing her. I think I liked the way that they did it in the Netflix show because if you see it, it looks disgusting. And I think it's a way for us to remember that, oh, this is a bad thing that's happening. happening. Yeah, because, you know, a lot of us are swayed by Ben Barnes, I'm just saying. (laughs) But it's like, don't forget that he is taking advantage of her. Yeah, and I mean, even when they put it on her, she's kind of like, that didn't do anything. Yeah. I don't think he did it right. But then she starts hearing his voice in her head, and it's just like, okay, now... No, and now she's now. Us- and now she's using her light power. Mm-hmm. Like he can, she feels like invisible hands controlling her when she like is producing light. Mm-hmm. And he kind of messes with her. He's trying to see how much she's capable of doing in one go. Mm-hmm. So he just keeps pushing her to use her power mm-hmm. and tires her out basically. And then she falls to the floor, and she looks at Mal and says, "You have to kill me. Like do it now. You just have to do it. He's already gotten control of me." Yeah. And Mal can't do it. He can't do it. He doesn't do it. And they go back to the little palace. Throughout that whole situation, the people that she was around who were Mm pro-Darkling, they know what he's doing. Yeah. Even uh, Jenya. Mm -hmm. And because they see it as, oh, it's going to benefit them as the Grisha. Yeah. So, like you said, or like David said, it's for the greater cause. She comes back and she has to kind of play along like, oh, I'm back, everyone. That was wild. Well, I was totally alone and secluded. <laughs> Mal? Crazy. Who is that? Who's Mal? I don't know. <laughs> the Darkling calls for her mm-hmm. and is like, what are you going to do? Are you going to beg for me to save him? And she does. She's like, please don't kill him. I, ha- I have no idea where Mal is. Please Please don't kill him. Yeah. And he kind of starts saying, like, I can be merciful. That's okay. I can be merciful. You know what? Go see Mal. I'll let you go see Mal. I'll give you permission to yeah. go see him. But tomorrow, when you destroy the, the Shadowfold, the Volcra, right? The, the Volcra. Volcra. Mm-hmm. I will make you watch the Volcra eat Mal. 
Mm-hmm. And she's like, what the fuck? And mm-hmm. it's like, I didn't say I was completely merciful. He's like, I'm a little merciful because I'm letting you say goodbye. So take what you can. Yeah. So she, Ivan walks her down to where Mal is being kept. And as soon as Mal hears Alina's voice, he like his head shoots up. Mm-hmm. And they like hold hands through the bars. They kiss each other through the bars. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, they know it's the end. So they show up to the shadow fold. Mm-hmm. And they have invited other people from different civilizations so that he can show them what he is planning on doing. Which is, to everyone's knowledge, getting rid of the shadow fold. Yeah, everyone thinks that he's just going to get rid of it. So they all get into the sand skiff and then they go into the shadow fold and he forces Alina to produce light. And when the light disperses the shadow, it doesn't disperse it completely. It's only a little bit. So they can see the other end. So like they can see the other civilizations. And the people start running forward because they think it's going away. Yeah, they think, oh my god, it's happening, it's happening. But then the Darkling produces darkness and he and he envelops. like he envelops them in it. So the ones that are on the other side, he moves the shadow to that side. So now he enveloped like an entire civilization that was on the other side. Mm-hmm. And people are kind of confused. They're like, you wanted to get rid of this. Why are you making more of it? Why are you expanding it? I'm so confused. And this is very, very complicated. I'll try my best to explain it. Okay. Explain it, please. But he basically says that if he puts parts of the country in the shadow fold, they can deal with their own problems. So there's no such thing as different places and different rules. Mm-hmm. There's only the shadow fold and outside of the shadow fold. Mm-hmm. And outside of the shadow fold is going to be peaceful because we don't have to deal with what's going on in there. Yeah. And if there's issues somewhere else, then they'll pick up the shadow fold and put it over there. Yeah. So he's trying to create this consequence. Oh, if you don't want to go along with this, then you're going to be in the shadow fold. And everybody else is going to be outside of it. Which is horrible because as soon as that shadow fold gets put up, you can hear the people screaming. People screaming, yeah. Because the Volcra are the people that were stuck in the shadow. Yes, that's another thing that's revealed. Because they were so humanoid looking, they were the people. Yeah. So killing the Volcra is like killing the people who were there. That is all going on. And then Darkling's like, don't forget, bitch, and throws Mal off the side. Oh, yeah, he throws him off the sand skiff. And Alina's like, what the fuck? And sees Mal falling while... um. He gets... I don't think the Volcro gets on him, do they? No, but I they follow they're, him. Yeah, they're, the Volcro's about to follow Mal. Because he's falling into the part that's still dark. Mm-hmm. So it's like insinuating that he's about to die. Mm-hmm. She kept having dreams about the stag. Mm-hmm. And about the stag coming up to her and her seeing blood fall on the floor. Uh-huh. And at first she was thinking that it was her guilt of like the stag dying. Uh-huh. But what it had turned out was because she didn't kill the stag... She was powerful. Like, mm. she didn't need the power of the antlers okay. to be powerful. Okay. And at the moment that she realizes this, and I'm pretty sure it's the same in the Netflix show, she's able to... Break away. Break away and use her own power. Mm-hmm. So she, she... She shoots light at... Is it at Mal? To save so. him. Yeah. And she tries to save the civilization... But, but what ends up happening is that the Darkling and all of the people who were with him, they get trapped in the Shadow Fold, mm-hmm. from what I know. Yeah, but, they're, but, they're stuck in there. But before that, she tries to reason, because these are all her friends. She was at Little Palace, too. Mm-hmm. She knows these people, and she tells them, he's doing something wrong. 
you guys need to join me. Mm-hmm. Who wants to join me? So the, she asked that once she's broken the trance yeah. from the Darkling, but nobody joins her. No, she stands there by herself, and so she runs away. She gets Mal, and they both run away, mm-hmm. and they don't turn back. Mm-hmm. And the story ends with them two just running away. Yeah. They're, they're trying to get away from all of this. And I like the way you put it, to let things simmer down, because mm-hmm. they're obviously not ready mm-hmm. and don't have a party to fight this. So they run out of Ravka, mm-hmm. and they're going over the seas wherever they need to go. But I really like the way that this ends, mm-hmm. because the story starts with them being orphans, and the word orphan is actually translated in this story as the abandoned. Yeah, which is actually what the people thought of to the non-Grecian. So they thought that anybody who didn't have powers were the abandoned. But which then those would, are also the yeah. orphans. Yeah, which would translate to orphans. At the end of the story, she talks about both of them being orphans again. Because now they're abandoned again. Mm-hmm. And they just have to figure out what they have to do next. Yeah. And that's how... And, story. and they yeah, and they're alone and they're also like poor again. Oh yeah, they're poor again. <laughs> they're poor they don't again. have anything. They're literally back at square one. Yeah. But that's how the story ends. And scene. Scene. Oh my gosh. I freaking love this book. <laughs> I love this book. Can I just bring one thing up? I'm yeah. not gonna talk about it forever. Niles, I think this will make you real happy. But at the end of the book, you know. If you have, if you bought the book, um. I okay. So <laughs> I did not. I don't have the physical book. I have the ebook, and in the ebook, this wasn't there. So Chelly asked me. She was like, "What did you think about Mal's letter?" And I was like, "Mal's letter." It turns out when he went to go be part of that unit to find the stag, he started writing a letter mm-hmm. to Alina because he couldn't stop thinking about her. Mm-hmm. And this letter is written throughout the months that he's, he works on finding the stag. Mm-hmm. And it's him just going like, oh my gosh, I miss your scowl. I miss I miss that. I, don't, I didn't do anything for you. I tried to, I really did, but I couldn't do anything. Mm-hmm. At the end, it's like, I don't know why I'm writing this letter, because I don't know if I'm ever going to send it. But maybe the wind will take it. Oh, maybe yeah. the wind will reach you. It'll go through the palace gates. It'll go through this, everything that I couldn't. To reach you. Mm-hmm. That's and cute. It's just, uh, it shows that they both cared. Yeah. It was really... So he was trying to. Because remember, this is in Alina's point of view. So we didn't so, get to see this. So we didn't get to see, you know, how he saw her. He could have very well been in love with her this entire time, but Alina had such low self-esteem that yeah. she wouldn't have seen it. And they're also teenagers. Yes. So... so they, they don't know. They're 19. So. <laughs> I love this story. It's so funny because... I, I don't know if I sent you the audio, but I, when I ha- was reading this book, I freaking love this trope. I love tropes where it's like, oh, you take this basic character. Guess what, bitch? They have this magical power that can save the world. I love that trope so much. I don't care how many times I read it, watch it, I love, play it. <laughs> I love childhood friends. Okay. I love it. It's so good to me. It's so good. I just love the childhood. Fact. You miss childhood friends to lovers. To lovers. That's the trope. But I love the fact of just they both have that friendship. Mm. Like they both have that solid foundation that they're there for each other no matter what. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's very no. It's cute. cute. It's just not one of my faves. You know. Whatever. It's okay. <laughs> what about you, Niles? How do you feel about this book so far? I really like it. 
How do you feel about how it ends? It's kind of sad. But it you is know, sad. At least it's together in this journey. Yeah. This journey together. What do you think about people who ship um, the Darkling and Alina? <laughs> you mean me? Oh my god. No, it's not. No, it's not. I mean, Ben Wait. Barnes is so fine. Okay, Ben but, Barnes? But, like, the Darkling is horrible. Yeah. Okay, here, let me give you a few, um, let me do a pros and cons. Pros? Hot. <laughs> Tall. Has cons? nice hair. Toxic. Gaslighting. <laughs> old. Literally. Old. Old, uh, old, old, old. Because there was three greats. <laughs> oh, you're right, 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 right. Old, Made old, the old. shadow fold. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't want to promote toxic relationships. I don't. But this is a fantasy. So, you know, if it's just a joke and you're not taking it into life, it's okay. But you told me that the author... Oh, yes. So, actually... Yeah, go ahead. So, I guess there was an interview with the author, and apparently she wrote this, and she wrote The Darkling based on a toxic ex that she had. So... The fact that people... Like, that's the biggest ship coming out of there. That's a little triggering. Is it? It sounds... To me, it does. But but that's her experience. That's not yours. Yeah, you're right. It's not mine. So I wouldn't know what she's feeling or if she's over it. Yeah. But I just feel like it's a little sad that she built this. Out of the... Yeah. Out of... Or trying to get Mal to be the main love interest and no one even cares about Mal. But, like... It's not that nobody cares about Mal. He's not complex. He's not as complex... But even then, like, I don't even think the Darkling was that complex either. No, but he did have a bigger role. Mm-hmm. But I I once had a professor tell us mm-hmm. that when you produce writing and you let out let it out into the world, it's no longer yours. Mm-hmm. Whatever um, views or opinions that people are going to make or interpretations of your writing they're going to make, that's theirs. Like, mm-hmm. it's, you can no longer say anything because it's theirs. It's not yours. Yeah. And, I mean, she wrote it, but... People can interpret it however they want. Yeah. But I... he is obviously toxic. Yeah, he is He's toxic. obviously using her. But... I do feel like he had something, though. They had something, right? But I do feel also that it was the first time that anyone had liked Alina that way. Mm. Or mm. that outwardly showed it. Yeah. So that was a huge thing for her too. And especially him being so powerful, she was like, "Oh my god, I got that." I know. <laughs> okay, cool. For real. I wanted to bring up the fact that the Darkling reminds me of Light from the Death Note. I think it's kind of funny that the Darkling has this god complex, and yet Alina is the one that ends up being worshipped. Yeah. Because he's over here, like, oh my. I'm going to save all of you guys. And Alina's like, I don't really want to save anybody here. But she's the one. He, she's the one that ends up being worshipped. He's just so lost in it. Yeah. He's so That's kind of what happened to Light, too. He got lost in it. Yeah, but the thing is, is that in the Netflix adaptation, they did show more of a backstory for him. So it gave him more... Um, character. Yeah, it gave him more character and more likable traits, right? So for you that you haven't seen it, you don't really know what happened in his past or how he even created the shadow fold or why he created it so if you were to interpret it do you think that he would he just did it just to do it yeah which he did it basically in the netflix adaptation well even in present time some civilizations do hunt grisha and they kill them 
Or they try to put them to trial, but really they just end up dying anyway. Like witch hunting. Like witch hunting, yes, exactly. So they're hunting the Darkling, and the Darkling isn't even, like, trying to fight back. He's kind of like, okay, just don't hurt. Because he, he has a girlfriend or a wife, whatever she is. And he's like, okay, I'll go, because he doesn't want anything to happen to her. But in the end, like, the soldiers just tell him, you know what, we'll just tell the king that you put up a fight. And they're, like, shooting him with the arrows and they end up killing his girlfriend, wife, whatever she was, even though he wasn't doing anything to them. So I think that was the moment that he realized, well, it doesn't matter what I do, whether I fight back or don't fight back, because at the end of the day, there's going to be people who still kill me or try to kill me or kill my friends. He lost it. He lost it, yeah. So I think that would be one thing that I... You appreciate. Yeah, that I appreciate about the Netflix adaptation, but I also, I do like her prologue. I really do. I, I thought it was cute because it, it started off with them in the orphanage, right? Yeah. I thought that was cute. But if you notice, she did have flashbacks throughout the thing. Yes. So I don't feel like she needed to have a prologue for them in the Damn, orphanage. Come for her. No, 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 I'm not coming for her. <laughs> okay, no, I get no, you. No, I kind of really would have appreciated if she would have done the prologue with the Darkling. Like to see because oh, I get you. because the dark the darkling creating the shadow fold was so pivotal to this story right it changed everybody's life in this story I feel like it should have showed the moment or maybe not the entire moment but just a snippet of the moment of him creating the shadow fold or at least what happened immediately after mm. him creating the shadow fold because to me I'm like okay the darkling is evil of course he is his name is the darkling. But you brought up, too, like, the fact that that's backstory, if it were brought up, it would have at least given you the perspective of why he did it. Yeah, because we don't know right now. Because right now we're only rooting for Alina because we only know Alina's story. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it would have been a little different. I think I would have liked that. Yeah. If that was at the beginning. I don't know if it's in the other two books. It probably is. I'm assuming they had to have explained it in the other two books why he did that. I have not read a book like this in such a long time, so it's such a, like, breath of fresh air. I know, I don't think I have either. I love those moments when you get really hooked, though. Um, any, anything you wanted to bring up, Niles? Because this was your first time ever knowing anything about Shadow and Bone. Mm-hmm. I felt like I read it. <laughs> I, I, I wow, it. we did get... Wait, are we... <laughs> storytellers? Are we storytellers? <laughs> We're done. We're done. I think it's, it would be good to sum up our overall thoughts. Okay. Yours is... An entire essay. It's not. Okay. Would, kind of would you like me to go first? Because mine is a little short. Yeah, you can go first. I wanted to say, <laughs> the story has such a great beginning, and it feels very promising as, like, a series or a trilogy. Mm-hmm. I just felt so automatically hooked and in love with these characters. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm compelled to bring up that I appreciate that there's a very strong female character written um, that is relatable. She's funny. She's not like your typical character. And I didn't see the Netflix series, but that casting for Alina is perfect. Mm-hmm. Like, it is exactly perfect. perfect for Alina. And just like comparing it to other stories that have female mains. So I was thinking about Twilight. Because anytime I think about female <laughs> mains, I think about Twilight. Nice. Okay. Or, I don't know, like Hunger Games. There's always female mains that they try to write as strong, but they have to depend on others Mm -hmm. or do something completely, like, you know, messed up and never apologize. But what I like about Alina is that she 
is filled with mistakes. She messes up a lot. She doesn't believe in herself, but she still does these things. Mm-hmm. You know, she's just so good. Like mm-hmm. she's such a well-written character. Yeah. I feel that some of the parts in this book were rushed. Mm-hmm. Like when the darkling was revealed to be evil by his um mom, his I guess. Madre. Um Mal liking her all of a sudden. Freaking <laughs> Bagra coming out of nowhere. Also, there was another character we didn't even talk about, the Aparat. Aparat? He was just an old dude who would walk around like he would let, Alina. He'd be in the shadows. <laughs> You're about to get fucked up, Alina, and he's she's yeah. Like, okay. He was almost like like trying to warn her, like mm-hmm. oh, things are about to get crazy. It's like the Ides of March. Exactly. <laughs> that? This book was such a solid beginning for a trilogy mm-hmm. that I I want to see how it ends. Which we've read a lot of books. We've read so many that are series that I don't care for. <laughs> Where you're like, you know, getting to that second book, never mm-hmm. mind. So I, I do really like this book. I did. I put that. I did dislike the fact that there I was wrote the that. really no, not in here, but I wrote that in my notes. Remember? Oh, I think that's why I put it too because you brought it up and I was like, oh man, you're right. The mm-hmm. I'm ugly and he'll never look at me trope. Mm-hmm. I get it. I did it. It completely went over my head until you brought it up. But I overall think this is a great book Mm -hmm. because it's the first and because there were a few things that I wish were a little better. I think I'm going to give it a 3.8 out of 5. That's pretty good. Thank you. It's pretty good. All right. So my overall thoughts on this book, as I stated before, I seriously love this trope. Like I said, I, I literally love the stories where you have this common, slightly boring character and all of a sudden they have this power or ability or intelligence that can just save the world or save whoever i think i don't know i just never get bored of that trope that being said i have to say that this story was a really great read for me even though there were honestly a few moments where i was very confused but i only have like two brain cells so (laughs) i think that's why like like I said to you, I didn't understand what the heck the Corporal Kai meant. Yeah. I didn't know what the heck that was. The whole gracious because, society system thing. Yeah, because they would just kind of throw it in there in dialogue, and I would write it in my notes like, what is that? I kind of wish that the flashback would have been pushed as, a, yeah. as like just a part of the story instead of the prologue, because I just wanted to see more of this world and the impact that the Darkling had in it. Um, Because then I feel like I would be like, oh, because in the prologue, yeah, we saw that. So Bagara Mm -hmm. telling Alina, oh, no, he's evil. Then I would be like, oh, because in the prologue, yeah, I get it. Okay. My other thing that I didn't really like was that there were some moments that were a little bit too predictable, like him being evil, Mal all of a sudden liking Alina when... It it kind of felt like it was too late, in my opinion, but, I mean, I get it. He's just a young boy. (laughs) He didn't realize it until he saw her all over somebody else. I also really loved that Alina and the Darkling were each other's antithesis, which which is why I thought they would have been a good couple, right? Because then they would bring out the different qualities of one another. I really appreciated that there were so many parallels between Alina and the Darkling, and then the Darkling having this god complex, and Alina being the one who is actually being worshipped. I also really loved Alina's character. I literally felt for her all throughout the book, and I thought that the way that she was written was very realistic, relatable. I mean, she is a young girl. Of course, she wouldn't want to have this power that gives her so much pressure Mm -hmm. because she is basically told that she has to save the world 
Yeah. When she's been an orphan her whole life, so why... And not only that, but she's been bullied her whole life, so it's like, do I really want to save the world? I did have a problem with the amount of times that she always had Mal in the, in the, back, in the back of her mind. That's why she couldn't access her power, right? Mm-hmm. So I kind of wanted her to have this moment where, you know what, this would save not only Mal, but me too. Yeah. So let me just save the world. I said I do kind of wish that the romance was progressed a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And honestly, her <laughs> yes. and the Darkling would have been a little bit more interesting, in my opinion, if he hadn't mm-hmm. been so toxic. Okay. But since he's <laughs> toxic... I actually am glad that she does not end up with him because I don't really want to... Because it's a young adult book, you know? I don't really want that in a young adult book. No. We'll put it in an adult book, but not in this one. And I think it's for the best that they don't end up together. So I love this world. I loved it so much. I really am interested to read the other books in the Grishaverse. And I would rate it a 4 out of 5. Whoa. Whoa. That's high. Thank you. I know you didn't read it, Niles. Mm -hmm. But how do you feel? I really liked it. Yeah? I I also did like a dark guy. Darkling? Darkling. Dark man. Dark dark Dark, thing. Darkling with uh, Elena. Because, you know, they were opposites. You know, she was like... Yeah, exactly. And that that... scene, that that, uh, quote that you liked, the light shattering and her going into darkness. Yeah, I loved that line so much. But I feel like that was supposed to be ominous. It was, but in her eyes, it wasn't. In her eyes, it was like, oh, here it is wrapping me in. I, uh, yeah. Oh, my God. Sorry, keep going. Uh, uh, And also, it did suck that, um, what's his name? Mal. Mal. Mal, yes. That Mal realized his feelings for her, like, Super late. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was literally gonna die like the day after. But I mean, the ma- okay. Wait, can I bring up one thing? Can sure. I bring up one thing? Sure. You know that scene that we told you about the um, meet me in the meadows mm-hmm. when they're asking him to recount what happened. He's like, I don't know. The Volcra attacked us, and I said something to Alina, and they're like, "What did you say? It's important." And he's like, "I, I don't remember. I don't remember what I <laughs> don't said." Don't ask me. I'm embarrassed. Yeah, so, yeah, so it's cute. Like, yeah. I think that they had something. No. It was very subtle, though, so it yeah. should have been written better. Yeah, I don't want anyone to think that I didn't like this this relationship because I did. I I liked it more in the Netflix show because mm. because it wasn't in Alina's point of view the Netflix show. So I could see that he did like her throughout the entire the entirety of the the story. But in the book, I kind of was like, is it really there? I don't yeah. know. I feel like I have to squint. <sighs> that being said, what did you rate it? Yeah. You didn't oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was just going <laughs> to I'm so sorry. I more to say. <laughs> okay, okay. Niles, 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 go I'm ahead. Sorry, Niles. Niles. Uh, basically, she's like that she was really strong. She's really cool. Big bad man, old man sucks. <laughs> he did suck. He did suck. Uh, he did suck. Only a three because I haven't read it, but I'm pretty sure that if I had read it, I are you also give it a four? Are you gonna watch it? Yeah, I'm also gonna read it. Oh hell yeah! Oh, you can borrow my book. <laughs> oh. Sick. Sick. I have the other two coming in. Okay, so, okay. but okay, I think we're done. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh, this was a good. This was a good one. This I really good one. liked it. <laughs> 
Thank you. I'm sorry. I'm just like, I'm like trying to close up this episode, but I can't stop thinking about the stupid darkling and his <laughs> trying to burp her from her neck. Oh my god. He's trying to baby her. He's like, I know. It's okay, girl. Thank you. I got you. I know. She's just like, okay. But it knocked her out, so it worked. So. I mean, it's, you know, it's an old remedy. I mean, no, being alive for 120 years, you pick these things up. You really do. So he learned a couple things. Yeah, he really did. But I think this is the end of our episode. Thank you so much for joining us, and we hope to see you again next week. Mm -hmm. Bye. Bye.